0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike?
1: It's going great, Dennis. It's a nice, cold, wintry day. I think fall just decided to skip us
0: and go straight into winter. Yeah, yeah, we we skipped right over that. Just
1: give us the big old middle finger. I wish <sighs> it would have given us a little bit of warning, but whatever. You know, the, the, the worst thing about winter for me is the gray days. Like the gray, it's just gray mm. on top, mm-hmm. and then the gray, there's no color. And what we seem to have launched here in Indiana is those gray days. We haven't had like sunny, cold days. It's just been gray, gray winter days already. Like, ugh,
0: come on, winter. Be a there was a little sun. bit of sun um, yesterday, Sunday, when I, I, I went uh, grocery shopping, and the sun mm-hmm. came out for a while and blinded me off the wet. Uh, pavement of the parking lot as i was walking
1: again you're like what is what is this strange orb in the sky is happening
0: yeah i go back and forth on that entire concept because i my eyes are kind of kind of sensitive to light i don't know if that's unusual but like i kind of poor night vision and so forth and um and i don't like you know really hot weather so I sort of like it when it's overcast, but then at the same time, like after the third or fourth straight day of Indiana drizzle or whatever, I'm like, "Uh, come on, can't we just have like one good thunderstorm and then be done with it?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree with that. The
0: the hazy weather also, also kind of gets to me too, but Uh, yeah,
1: that's why I couldn't, I had somebody just recently tell me, um, they were thinking about moving out to Seattle. I, I, kind of a c I wouldn't call it friend, I'd say an acquaintance of somebody I know. And they were like, Oh, I'm thinking about moving out to Seattle. I was like, Man, I just don't know if I could live out there in that drizzle what you're talking about. And and seriously, like man, he's like, Oh, I love it. That's my this is my perfect kind of weather, which just always just hazy and 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 drizzling. I was like, That's (laughs) terrible. That's the most depressing thing ever. But you know, good on you. You Good go to that part of the world. Uh, sure. For all our Seattle listeners, I I apologize, but ugh (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's all I have to, to say about that uh, So yeah, we got Thanksgiving coming up for this week This'll, This show will come out when Thanksgiving is over But for Dennis it's and passed, I yeah. We are gearing up for the Turkey Day Here in the US mm-hmm. um, Which is I don't know It's really basically a harvest holiday, right? I mean, the, the yeah, celebration Yeah, basically how it came from.
0: There's, there's a lot of weird lore and and, and myth around it It um was instituted i believe by abraham lincoln during like right in the middle of the civil war Um, like an
1: as an actual holiday
0: just like yeah as a national holiday to like pause and reflect and give thanks for the things you do have in the midst of you know what was a very uh um tragic time in our nation's history
1: yeah no kidding uh the but you know growing up i had this the stupid kid version of like the Snoopy version where you, you have uh <laughs> you know, the, the native Americans bringing the peace offerings to the, to the, to the, pilgrims, to the pilgrims, pilgrims. You know and and that, That's, that, that's yeah. what I grew up on, you know, but, but in practicality for any of our listeners who might be outside the U S it's basically our holiday of um, the fall harvest had come in. And so it's a big celebration of all the food and uh time of plenty. So, yeah, basically. people would come together and, and do that, and and so we have celebrate uh, families and friends get together. Um, you, I'm assuming you're going to go see family.
0: Yeah, some we you know sort of trade off these things. Sometimes um, uh, various family members. It's rarely all of us now. We're too spread out, mm-hmm. um, but we're doing. I think this is the same thing we did last year. We're going down to Tennessee. Which is a decent drive for us, um, but it's sort of central between here and uh, where David lives down in Florida. I think yeah. his drive is probably something like twelve or thirteen hours, where ours is like eight. So it's long drives yeah. all around. Yeah. But uh, we'll meet there, and uh, my sister brother in law have a have a pretty good sized place. He's going to smoke. Um, turkey drumsticks which is something he did last year uh which is a little little bit of a different thing yeah yeah um we did that last year this year um i i went out yesterday as i I mentioned i was grocery shopping i went and got a turkey and uh um stuff for brine and that's been actually just rinsed that off earlier this evening and uh i'm gonna Put that in the in the grill tomorrow to smoke all day while I'm working, and then we'll either we'll either take it down whole or pull the meat off the bones and so, just so that just so that we have turkey meat, you know, for sandwiches and and all of that stuff because you don't really get leftovers when the meat is all drumsticks like they pretty much all get eaten
1: oh that's funny i, I was getting ready to say I'm, I'm not really a turkey person i do like turkey <laughs> drumsticks I like turkey legs like at the fairs mm-hmm. and whatnot those are really great but i'm just not a real big turkey person and but i like all the extra stuff like you were just describing like for sandwiches and for turkey salads and things like that that you if you have leftovers you use
0: yeah i i started probably like almost 10 years ago now um i for a while was when i was keeping up with blogs and stuff i followed up a, a blog a lady did that was all crockpot recipes or oh, slow cool. cooker i should say yeah yeah and um she had a recipe for cranberry sauce and I had never even had cranberry sauce. Like, the cranberry sauce we had at my grandparents, you know, when I was growing up, it was the yeah. stuff in a can that was like, yeah. I don't know what that is. It looks like pickled beets, and I hate pickled beets, so <laughs> I'm not touching that. And yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. And it has been a mandatory, you know, my, various of my sisters are like, Are you, you're going to make that cranberry sauce again, right? Because when you've got, you know, a dry, you know, kind of white meat turkey you get that just a little bit of tart cranberry, and the recipe has a little bit of sugar a little bit of orange juice, and so there's just a little citrus to to bring it down a little bit and uh it's really good but i did i i took charge of the turkey the year before last um which was uh which was new for me a new kind of uh sort of intimidating challenge because, like, right. you know, bringing cranberry sauce, like I've made stuffing, I've made pies, I've made various side dishes, but, like, the turkey is the thing. It is right? the thing, like, right, yeah. You, you screw up the turkey and you're, you know, in Christmas vacation, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. But I did the same kind of thing where I brined it, you know, for, like, a day and a half and then smoked it all day, and it was so um, t- uh, juicy and that we had a ton of cranberry sauce left over. I was like, "Oh, this must be a good sign." It's like people didn't use as much cranberry sauce, so the turkey must have been better than usual.
1: Well, the, I'm I hoping I n- hoping
0: to replicate that this this tomorrow, but uh, we'll see.
1: I, I have never been a fan at all one moment of cranberry sauce. Like it's the most one of the most disgusting things ever hmm. for me. I'm not saying that that I could be wrong on that because. I my experience growing up was also the canned thing. I thought that was the sure. most gross thing, and my, my all my family just loved the canned stuff. And you could they would even slice it into like these round circular yep. jelly gross yep. things, um, <laughs> and it was just so disgusting. Now I have seen pictures of like really homemade like cranberry stuffs like you're talking about that looks really actually very good and appetizing. Um, and then hearing what you're describing as like as a an extra thing that you eat with the turkey okay that sounds okay
0: that's basically but, the point of it it's like a tart like it's either that or the gravy where gravy is a very savory kind of sauce Cran— i mean you know how cranberry is like they put mm-hmm. it in other juices to give it a little bit of a a little bit of a bite right um, and and my my
1: experience was just like my sister and my mom and my grandma just eating like spoonfuls of that stuff you know oh gross exactly see gross oh gross it's
0: terrible Um, so i went on that whole description about the turkey the only reason i i brought that up is because i um have often because we have leftovers of everything um the cranberry sauce to me is not good for anything else and so i'll make like a sandwich with leftover turkey cranberry sauce and like a couple slices of cheese so it's like Mm a sort of like a not a patty melt, but like a turkey cranberry melt or something. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty good.
1: Well, back, back when I was, back when I was married, we would do, we would always have Thanksgiving at our house and all the family Mm -hmm. would come to us. It was the one holiday that was kind of nice that we didn't have to go anywhere, that people would come to us. And it was kind of nice. And we would do the whole, like cook the turkey and the ham and the, you know, all the big stuff um, but since i've i 've been divorced for many years now and and since then it 's just you know me and and my daughters uh not for thanksgiving but i we we don't have people come to us anymore we go to somebody else's so i right. haven't i haven 't cooked things like I sure. might get a pie right and that 's about mm-hmm. i get off with the single guy excuse I guess, right? <laughs> you know? the guys don 't make right. any things which which is not true because i can i 'm a pretty decent cook and can cook a lot of stuff but it's just I don't cook for a lot of people anymore so I don't have that. Mm. But that being sure. said, now listening to you talk I think that, you know, maybe I think I do want to cook a I want to cook some a turkey. Like I can just have a get a really small turkey and it's for Sydney and, and have it you will know, we'll eat a dinner and then have lots of leftovers like most people would have. So that
0: Are you a um I mean this seems like a ridiculous question, but are you a grill guy?
1: Yes. I mean <laughs> I have a grill, and my grill. I don't. I'm not. I'm not one of those like all the time grills, but I, sure, in the summer well, I definitely grill. I, although I'm embarrassed to say, my grill outside, which is like a five burner, huge thing, has gotten past its prime, and I need to replace sure. it. Sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, we we got my dad uh, three or four years ago. We got him a generic um, uh, egg shaped grill.
1: I think you remember, I remember you telling me about these. Things. I'm, I'm yeah. sure I've talked about it on the on the show
0: because I because yeah. I use it. Um, one of the things that I I like to do is um, beer can chicken.
1: Oh yeah, put the in in the middle of the chicken,
0: right? Yeah, in For the cavity, moisture. and it it sort of mm-hmm. holds it up. But you can get little like wire stands that that hold it up. Those are those are kind yeah. of
1: cool. Well, well I, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I, I think I might make something this year instead of just being lame. Uh, and, and if I make that decision i better think and decide on it tomorrow i guess and go and, go out and yeah
0: turkey's turkey's a big commitment there's always you know like um you know the stuffing or some people call it dressing uh, all the yeah. various side dishes that are a little less uh high risk I guess well we
1: i'm going to our buddy trotsky's his his familys where I'll be going this year where I go oh, okay. every year and and they always have such they have a ton of food, more than anybody mm-hmm. can eat, and it's always so great. It's kind of like I don't right. need to add anything, but, you know, I might. Maybe, I could to think of what I could do, something. Maybe a – I don't know. I was going to say maybe a dressing, but I I'm, I hate to say it, but I like stovetop. It's just <laughs>
0: – Sure, sure.
1: It's, it's
0: I – um yeah, I made stuffing one year that was like – took bread and cut it into cubes and toasted it in the oven – like in a big roaster pan and it had like, it had like sausage and bits of apple and something else. And one of my brothers was like, that was really good, but it was, it was almost too much. Like I want something that's just, you know, a little more, not bland, but it was like the, the, the stuffing was too heavy. (laughs) Right. It was like, sure. It was like a meal. It was almost, it was almost a meal in itself. I remember yeah. one year um, we did a Super Bowl party over at the Trotsky's and they had um, they had, had something going on. I don't remember what. And we were all like, you know, what are we doing for the Super Bowl? Is, is Trotsky going to throw a party? And uh, and he was like, well, Betsy said we can host the party, but she doesn't want to cook. And, and we were all like, oh, we, we can bring food. Yeah. And I think like just for me, you know, I was a single guy, living in an apartment. I brought like a crock pot full of um buffalo chicken dip and like two pies. Yeah. And like Dan and Whitney were still in town, so they brought stuff. Pat has a has a big three compartment um um crock pot thing. He brought three different kinds of wings, like we had more food than we could like twice as much food as we needed. And right. I was like, I was like, yeah, you didn't have to, you didn't have to ask twice. Like <laughs> most of us, <laughs>
1: it's fu- most of us can cook. <laughs> it's funny. Be- Betsy, our, our friend Trotsky, his, his wife, Betsy, she, you were just describing. That's, that's kind of how, uh, she's is for our group. We are, our group of friends for our listeners has, uh, like no, 10, 12, 15 people, I guess, mostly sure. guys and, and everything will randomly get passed through Betsy. Like she you know do can we do this, you know, or uh can we go have this over at Trotsky's house or something? Well, let me check with Betsy, and Betsy, mm-hmm. she was always the voice of you know keeping us you know if it's overboard too much, she's like, no, you guys shouldn't do that, I'm like, oh okay, you know it's, she's the mom of the group, mm-hmm. I think
0: <laughs> you know? the and then the uh, incredibly well, long suffering
1: right, I think that if it was us guys, all of us guys, though, we would just do terrible, not adult things half the time and then sure you know, you, we have she's our check i guess you just saying she's our check on things <laughs> you know maybe we you guys shouldn't stay out on, on a work night until three in the morning all the time you know? right oh okay You guess you're right you know we'd yeah. still be acting like we were in college i think if we didn't have bets, yeah on. yeah uh, hey so let's uh since we're kind of on the topic ish yeah here, why don't so... we uh why don't we start the show do you think? <laughs> hey yeah uh how about some good times got some good times going on this week what do you think sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> of told some of mine already so why don't you go ahead and, and kick us off
1: oh sure i've i've had a great good time this week uh so there's a couple things that have, have i fortunately have had for good times but i'm gonna circle in on one of them um okay. my friend libby had she has um she sent me a, a link and I can't remember if we were, we like movies. She and I do. I mean, she's a wonderful woman and we get along on so many th- great things. And, but movies is definitely one of the, one of the many things. And she sent me this link to this place in Franklin, Indiana. And it's an right. old theater, old movie theater, um, mm-hmm. like from the thirties and forties that they still run and they still run movies in. Okay, and she, and she was like, "Hey, do you want to go go to this?" Like, uh, they're they're playing holiday movies. I said, "Oh, this this is gonna be great." So she had her two kids, uh, which are phenomenal kids, absolutely love mm-hmm. them, and and then Sydney and I. I we didn't tell them that they we were gonna go. It was like last Friday, um, and I it's an hour away from here, so it was kind of right. a, a a little bit of a drive, and then I hit Martinsville traffic, which was horrendous. Mm. Um, but when I got there. It's just this really neat old theater that is run by the community. Like, it's all volunteers. It, there's oh. no, like, paid employees at all. Interesting. Uh, the popcorn is donated from local farmers, the corn mm-hmm. is and stuff, uh, with real butter. And they sell just, like, it's just... And they're all so happy and excited to be there. The tickets are, like, <laughs> tickets that have have the printed picture of the whatever movie you're watching it on. They're not, like, printout tickets and stuff. Uh, and... It's a big huge old theater so it's like not stadium seating it's like one big room right um and okay. it's all it's super cheap it was like $5 $6 a ticket um kids are cheaper and we watched by the way we we're watching uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol is what it was okay classic and the, and a yeah, classic and none, none of our kids had seen it um so we decided to go to, they were super excited and you want to talk about like a great family night that was unbelievable and when you go into the place and it's just all of franklin community which doesn't have a lot to do in that little town um it's completely full and they get up there beforehand to do like a little raffle with the tickets um they do uh the mc kind of gets up and makes jokes and asks who's the furthest person away tonight and then they go put up have that person come up and put a pin on a big map that you know that was the right, furthest away Right. so it's just this great community family thing um and i went with some people like I said with with libby and her kids and and sydney that was just such a heartwarming good experience and then they play the movie and the the neatest one of the neatest things is that as they all ended before they start the movie that what they always do is they get up and they play a movie film of the national anthem and everyone gets up and sings Ah. uh and puts their, your hand over your heart and says and, and sings the national anthem, like that is so cool. That is like it just felt like America all
0: around in that kind of a, a thing, just you know? classic a, kind of throwback. Yeah,
1: it was. It, it was in a classic theater with classic movie, and then the movie plays, and it's like old grain film where you see the grain on the. It's not like HD or any kind of you know digital projection. It's old filmed film. You know, wow. going and you and you hear the from the background. So <laughs> yeah, and my, you know, to see the kids who are used to seeing only like HD digital stuff, they they see all the specs all over the screen and they didn't know what to kind of make of it, except that it's an old old thing. But I I, I suspect that we'll probably go to many more. They're they're showing things like Home Alone and uh, Christmas Vacation and stuff like that every every weekend. It's truly an amazing place. Um, anyone gets to go to Franklin or lives near Franklin should look up that theater. It's called the art I think it's called the
0: art something like that. Well uh so, great good find times. the link find the link and put it in the show notes.
1: Yeah absolutely. Great times.
0: Um let's see for me mine is mine is partially upcoming um as I've sort of described already what we're doing for Thanksgiving and I'm pretty excited about that. It's always fun to to hang out with with some of my extended family. I might uh I think there's going to be five of us, so that's too many. I was going to say we might be able to get another, get another month of of pandemic legacy in there, but uh, that be
1: tricky. That'll take that me be... like seven years to get through a year, right? <laughs> On that, yeah. Count.
0: I mean, that was sort of my my intention when I bought it. I was like, here's a thing that we'll just play when we uh, when we all get together. That's um, kind of neat, though. That's kind of neat. The other one is is kind of minor. I had. Uh, um i had a crack in my windshield from you know a stone popped up and hit me you know a month or so ago and mm-hmm. uh i'd i'd finally got around to calling insurance and having them send the repair guy came out today <laughs> and so i've got a new windshield no cracks on my hey head. nice so that's mm-hmm. always uh
1: i i have a reverse good news on that one i I went out to my daughter's house, my oldest daughter. Is that like daughter. bad news or? Kind of, kind of. It's idiotic news. How's that? I, I, it's okay. similar with your window thing. It made me think about it. I went to her house uh, and just uh, Sydney, she wanted to go, Sydney wanted to go hang out over there. So I went over there and she's like, hey, dad, my garage door is broken. I was like, oh, let me look at it. And I went up, mm. and I looked at it <laughs> and I went to, and I went to mess with it, which I did. I just, oh, I just got to get back on the track because I know how to deal with this. And I went to open it and pushed it, popped it back in the track, but I, inadvertently popped the other side completely out and i got it half the halfway up and it was hanging sideways and about ready to fall on everybody so i did not get my uh, hopes windshield fixed i totally broke everything about it. <laughs> it made it even worse good so good job it's terrible good news um, <laughs> i'm glad that you got your your new window fixed though
0: <laughs> i mean i didn't do anything except uh, well the whole issue I have with my phone reception. The guy was supposed to come out last week and he did, but he couldn't get a hold of me because I don't have cell reception where my desk is set up and he didn't get out of the car because there were dogs in the yard. And
1: I'm like <laughs> dogs, right? I'm like,
0: those are golden retrievers. They're the friendliest dogs you'll ever meet. But of course <laughs> he doesn't right. you know, he he doesn't know that. But
1: rabbit attack dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: right. how, right, how, many dogs,
1: how many dogs does your parents usually have at one time?
0: well they have a separate building for you know a kennel building but any of the dogs that are about to have puppies have just had puppies or are in the post like any of that whole it's like a month or so and there are a couple of dogs that are pets that are in the house all the time Um, Note, note to listeners dennis's
1: parents are breeders they're not he's not just his family dogs
0: yeah, dog breed. I mean, there's some of, there's some of both. Andrew's got a dog, a beagle. That's uh, that's there. He actually is. He's not. He's not violent. He's but he's territorial and protective. And so <laughs> yes, yeah. he has to stay in the house all the time. He's a bloodhound. So if he's on the trail of you know sniffing something, he his ears shut off and he doesn't hear you. But uh... <laughs> anyway, yeah, there are there are three dogs in the. Um, in the garage, uh, building, they have puppy whelping rooms and there are three in the house that are, um, one had a litter of puppies a couple weeks ago and two are a- about to have puppies within the next week or so. Um, and so at any given time there could be two or three dogs outside cause they get let outside to, to go to relieve themselves and then, and then back inside. But yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, that's mine. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think I have anything other than that. So <laughs> it's, let's, it's, um, all good times. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump over and talk about our weekly challenge.
1: Yes. Let's do that. This was, um, the, is this a, this is a Netflix original
0: Netflix yes? challenge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So this is, uh, called the outlaw King mm-hmm. with. Um, Chris Pine is the It's called the lead in
0: Outlaw King, it. and I think on the title, when, you're like 10 minutes into the movie before you see the title screen, but it actually has a slash, and so I think it's supposed to be like, outlaw king. Like, outlaw's not an adjective, it's, he's both.
1: Oh. Does that make sense? Outlaw slash king?
0: Yeah. He's an outlaw, he's a king. Right? I don't, I, don't, right. I don't know. So this, anyway.
1: this show follows... Robert the Bruce, Scottish king, and he was people who had watched Braveheart with uh, William Wallace and uh, who's the actor? Um, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson as the the, playing William Wallace. Mm -hmm. Robert the Bruce was one of the characters in it. um, And this I'm not sure I would call this a, a, a sequel to Braveheart, but it's a spiritual sequel. Is that would you call it that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I kept thinking about the very end of that movie of the original Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Um I you know, without spoiling the main thread of the movie, there's a voiceover segment at the end where you just see a sword sticking in the ground and um Mel Gibson narrates something. I forget I forget the exact wording, but it's, you know, Robert the Bruce led an army of Scotsmen here they they fought how does he say it he's like they fought like warrior poets they fought like scotsmen and won their freedom and he's doing his terrible cheesy accent you know it's yeah that movie was like 93 or 4 i think
1: something like that
0: it's still Uh, in that in that kind of cheesy 80s style but i and so i think this like the main thread of this movie well not the main thread but the the final battle is that sort of process. It's like what happened after William Wallace in, in yeah. as much as we know all those legends and
1: yeah. And, and Braveheart, things. that's, that's one of the things is that Braveheart, Braveheart was based on a legend, kind of like a very uh, the Scottish equivalent of the theory or Arthurian legend. It's right. that uh, William Wallace, there wasn't a lot known about him uh, just kind of, he was a real person, but it was, you know, history is very sketchy on that character. So mm-hmm. Braveheart was able to make up its own story about whatever it is. And it's it's really a lot of fictional, putting in real characters like Robert the, Boo, the Bruce and some of the other Scottish nobles that were known at the time. Right. So that movie was very not historically accurate really at all. Right. Um, but this one was closer to it. I mean, this is closer to history because Robert the Bruce was a real person that we know a lot about um, and have a lot of historical facts about. He's got um, a beer named after him, he, right? <laughs> uh, the uh, so and there is a, there is an actual Netflix documentary on Robert the Bruce. It has a lot.
0: Like, yeah, you actual, mentioned that last uh, week. Kind of stuff,
1: right, um, but anyway, this this that also the end of Braveheart had the it kind of took Robert the Bruce that character in Braveheart and turned him from this wishy-washy kind of leader into like, I'm done. I'm done being somebody's patsy. I'm going to lead, I'm going to lead the people and I'm going to become a King type thing. Mm -hmm. And it ended Braveheart just ended with that. So it kind of made you feel like there's more to this story.
0: Yeah. Because the, the, the story, the narrative arc of Braveheart is not really about Scotland and their, fight for independence from england it's a story about this man yeah and and his and his journey and how and, he en-
1: and it ends because he dies
0: and and how he ends right and so so like once that's resolved the what happens next with robert the bruce is just a footnote as i said it's narrated at the end right
1: so this one this movie is kind of like not the footnote it's like okay now let's let's tell let's the rest. tell that story yeah yeah and and that's pretty cool um because I'm a fan of Scotland and Scottish history and things like that, so that's right. Um, pretty neat. Uh, so, what did you? Th- what did you? Th- let's start with you. What did you think of this movie?
0: So I watched this last night, and um, I, whatever, through through a series of bad decisions, I started it kind of late, um, yeah. literally at at like one a.m., one thirty, and mm-hmm. I I originally thought that maybe I wouldn't watch the whole thing, but I did end up watching the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Um, It was good. There was nothing about it to really, um, you know, complain about too strongly. There were several sequences and scenes where I was like, I, I felt like they were celebrating the ability that they have with special effects now. Because, of course, I can't help when I was, I don't know, high school, like, sophomore junior in high school i loved braveheart Uh, yeah watch the whole thing with mel gibson's commentary dvd and and all of that stuff i have i have a couple pictures on my phone from when uh when we were in ireland and we'd see those thistles they're not as many like we had to get up into northern ireland where the um the land is a little more similar to how it is over in Scotland, but we saw those thistles all over the place. And I was like, Oh man, it just takes me back to when he's, he's, <laughs> he's a little boy and his dad dies and the the girl gives him the thistle wrapped in the plaid, yep. you know, the tartan wool and
1: mm-hmm, that music mm-hmm.
0: plays and all of that, all that good stuff. But, um, it's such a great show,
1: such a great
0: movie. Um, and, and so I'm just comparing, I'm like, man, Everything they're doing looks so real. I'm like, how are those not real horses that are just getting freaking destroyed? Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Especially, it's a, a, it's a bloody, gory movie. I mean, it's especially got, for like the last twenty, twenty five minutes of the movie, that's all just that battle, uh, yeah, for that hill. What I forget now what it's called, but um, it sort of an L or something. Yeah, and that's that's about the only thing where I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, we we get it. And you're
1: you're not you've you're uh, known for not being a big action like that's not something you like in a lot of movies. I mean, it was late at
0: night. I had it turned down kind of low so that I didn't you know wake anybody up at three thirty in the morning because I'm in a house full of people. Um, Yeah. And so there's that like if it was loud and and all of that like I could maybe get into it, but uh, you know it felt very
1: gritty. Right? I that, didn't, that I didn't
0: dislike great. it. It was good. I just I very often could not tell who was who. Everybody except sure. for Chris Pine, his main uh right hand man, the redhead beard guy, and uh yep. Douglas. Yes. Um
1: Hey, is that guy is that guy the same guy that was in Braveheart? Like wasn't he the dad that died? Am, am I wrong?
0: Somebody Somebody who played think, a dad in Braveheart was in this, you mean, or the other way I around? I think
1: he was. Yeah, I think he was. I think that he was he was in both Braveheart and in The Outlaw King. I'm after because I remember thinking like, oh my gosh. I, I mean that's
0: possible. Somebody who was in Braveheart would be fairly older. Uh, yeah, older at this point.
1: Yeah. I'll have to look that up. But but either way, the the uh it, it, it I liked it. I liked it as well. I, I liked, uh, the only thing that distracted me was Chris Pine's hair. I kept like, just wash the thing. It looks like this mangy or anyway, I know it's a silly, oh. thing, but it it, hmm. it drove me crazy. Um, but I, and I like, I like, I, I'm, I'm I always said that I'm a big fan of Chris Pine. So I really mm-hmm. liked watching him, him do stuff. I, I don't think that he had a lot of great acting per se in it. It was just okay. Um, his wife was yeah. great mm-hmm. uh, when, when she was in there. Um, and a lot of the I other liked actors that were they, really
0: did this is whatever this is just my opinion but um you know so it's it's whatever i apologize mm-hmm. but you know um they they cast that part really well in the sense of like she was she was attractive but not in a in a way that seemed very real does that make sense
1: yeah i know what you mean yeah she was like um, a supermodel put in on, on the show
0: right like it didn't it didn't look like she had any makeup on or anything like that but she was still beautiful so naturally pretty right yeah, yeah. I, I i appreciate stuff like that and as far as i know fairly unknown i mean she's young so there's that yeah. but,
1: but she she but she was she did she was good actress i think that what she had a lot of scenes where she um she's in a that character's put in a impossible kind of situation with. You know, having to be English and married off to some foreign what they would think of like devil dog person, and she has you know supposed to have sex with a guy on 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 the wedding and and she just deal they don't do that, but they have this whole relationship that she builds slowly as a you know and she shows strength as an actress i mean as yeah a she queen, she had a she had
0: a lot she had seemingly more. I mean, she didn't have nearly as much screen time as Chris Pine did, but she, yeah, she had more opportunities for real, like, hard acting than, uh, right, than he did. I mean,
1: her, and her character growth, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And that—that's. But if if I was gonna say, you know, one other thing that was kind of, you know, when they got to the end, the end of the movie, and we didn't put spoiler warnings, but we always talk about spoilers, yeah. um, yep. And she jumps out of the carriage. I was like, "Are they really running toward each other on a beach? Is that really oh, that, happening?" But,
1: that bugged me. The head because I was thinking, <laughs> carriage. Why didn't you just keep going a little bit further so you got up and met with him? And that right. was what would really happen. He wouldn't be like, "Okay, ma'am, I'm going to drop, stop about a hundred yards away from where I'm supposed to take you, get out and run to the guy."
0: I mean, you know. and we're we're supposed you know we're supposed to believe that she's so relieved to see him, and presumably for her to to have not died in her situation we saw her in previously um yeah that you know she can't wait for the slow carriage she's gonna jump out and and run to it yeah um yeah that was a little strange, but it it was was that that's one of those cases where like i i don't know like i I like a happy ending but yeah of course the, the relationship between them it felt like there was a lot just implied, like a lot that happens over, you know, the time moves and like you're trying to tell a couple different stories. But I'm like, the I didn't feel like we got enough um, enough scenes between them to justify the intensity of that reunion at the end.
1: I agree with that. I, you know, and there's I something and a little... I
0: get that there's only so much you can fit in a movie, and so that's where I'm. I'm. I started to say about about time formats. I'm like, would this have been better as like a miniseries? Like, could they have explored right. more of the different? Because there's a lot going on. Like he he assassinates the other guy who hates him, but you're not really sure why. And then there are these other clans, the uh, McDougals and the Frasers, and and all of this that you you just get. A little bit of it I'm like I don't but then at the same time there were segments that felt almost almost too slow
1: yeah I that's actually my my critique of the of the movie there is that and it comes with a little bit of a short backstory in that evidently this was premiered at I think cannes Film Festival okay and and it was like 45 minutes longer um, and hmm. it got a lot of a lot of uh, critics saying that that was the worst part about it. There were so many things that slowed and bogged down and, and just extra stuff that didn't need sure. to be in there. And it got... So it was like, well, this is a good thing, but it just has a lot of mess in editing. It, it was one of the things where everybody said editing was the worst. It didn't it didn't have... It needed to be cut to hell. Right. So they cut... The guy cut out like a ton of stuff out of this this movie. And I wondered... The same thing you're wondering if they cut out stuff that was kind of better, slower paced. And it could have been done in a in a long format where you have, you know, six episodes of an hour long episodes or something um, and take your time. Because the biggest critique I do have of this movie is that I felt like it felt rushed.
0: Yeah. Like all of a sudden. The story felt rushed.
1: The story felt rushed. And for for odd reasons, it just the pacing was really weird. At the beginning, you start off with Robert, the Bruce eating crow to this terrible king and um he's and then he, it's like 10 minutes later he's wanting to turn on because of one instance with william wallace which we never really see he wants to turn you know outlaw again like yeah i don't understand what just happened according to the whole thing all the people want to not fight anymore but now you and you say you don't want to fight and then you're going to fight
0: it's basically and, at the same time and so it's yeah, that's a case where, you know, knowing what happens at the end of Braveheart, you're like, oh, okay. So they took and they put various body parts in different towns. And you're like, okay, well, now the people, one one half of it is that the people are outraged. The other half of it is now Robert the Bruce Sr. is dead. And so Chris Pine, Robert the Bruce, is, um, you know, is is, in, is head of his family now. And so it's yeah. now his decision. He's not bound to honor his father's uh, wish, which is a little bit yeah. the the theme between him and um, the the prince.
1: I, I, I will say something bad about Chris Pine's acting here is that okay. I didn't get a lot of passion in in his performance. I didn't get a lot of like he seemed very like an astute, intelligent leader, which is kind of just Chris Pine does. He's kind got this kind of like look at him
0: kind of stoic. And occasionally a little bit Captain Kirk, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. A but little he smirky. Did, but he
1: didn't, he didn't, he didn't, this character and all of the choices that he made seemed to very be very quick and rash kind of things, very emotionally mm-hmm. charged decisions. But I never got that performance from Chris Pine. I never got right. the, like, oh, this, he kills the guy because, you know, he's angered or he does it for whatever reason. He just, you know why he does it? You just—you expect it to be an emotional kill. You know I mean? right. the guy that he, his his enemy. The the enemy on the other hand was a pretty good actor who who you really felt like hated him, right? Yeah, but he never got yeah. that from Robert the Bruce. I never got that. Right. N- not about anything. Chris Pine, I didn't feel like he was passionate about his people and everything, and never had a lot of that. You know to it so anyway yeah it
0: was it i was did like the movie strange. i did like it a lot. Yeah. i, I think it, it, it was good and I,
1: i'm glad we watched it so
0: uh, so f- so far i think the best netflix original movie that we've watched yeah which i agree is not you know comparing it to the titan or uh yeah um those other ones we've we watched
1: yeah it, it I, another thing the positive part to spend on your thing was that you had kind of negative. I actually liked the the big battle scene stuff just because it was it was kind of gruesome, but I kind of get the i like the battles like that that you see that are that feel real because so many times when you watch movies in the world they're it's movie fighting and you, you know
0: yeah real for battles, sure
1: real it, battles back then were exhausting. Yeah. You know I mean? and, just... and
0: and I didn't I didn't mean to. I I guess I it's it's whatever. I had <laughs> kind yeah. of a, had kind of a crappy Monday as <laughs> spilled tea on my computer right before we started. It's working still, <laughs> it's so one of those fingers things. fingers crossed. But I I didn't you know, I probably shouldn't have started out with the negatives. I was sort of just saying those things to mean like I have to really kind of hunt for things to dislike about it because it's not sure. You know, like, well, you know, I wouldn't call it a masterpiece or anything, but, um, like those those battle scenes, all they were so real that it was that it was almost exhausting. I was like, there's just sprays oh, yeah. of blood everywhere, and yeah. the, you know, you see the horses, and y- you know, you know the thing with the um with the pikes and the cavalry from Braveheart, yep, that they did with like animatronic, not. Uh, yeah, like animatronic horses and and stuff like that it was all yeah. really difficult. Um, and you know, this is this is I'm sure a lot more CG because they can't actually run horses into m- bogs, you know, muddy bogs yeah. and stuff like that. But, but
1: but let me tell you, by the end of this fight, I felt exhausted. Like you said, I mean, you could feel like yeah, when those guys were barely lifting those swords to swing at each other, and they you're like, oh, that yeah, this is. Probably like a very realistic thing when when you yeah. watch Gladiator. I always think of Gladiator, which is pretty awesome, but it's it seems like it's much more like, ah, we're just you know, experts and amazing. And like- well, uh,
0: you know, a Gladius is only like two feet long, <laughs> it's a little different, right. but uh, yeah, right, for right. sure. It's it reminds me a little bit of the, the fights around the, the Black Knight in Monty Python. We watched that last week, yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I saw that, I'm like. What is he swinging the sword like a club? It just like it's so slow, and he's making so much noise. But like <laughs> yeah. you know, you imagine a a you know a piece of whatever, like five feet of steel, that you know a big broadsword. It probably really was like a sharp club he swung
1: around. Uh, they're freaking heavy. I I own a sword. And like a real sword. And it's pretty heavy. It's just a long sword. Yeah. Those two handed swords are oh made back then.
0: A broad to be sword. Strong
1: enough. Yeah. Th- yeah. Those are friggin' huge. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was a good, those scenes were good because it felt like they were actually trying to kill each other and it wasn't, it was choreographed clearly, but I mean.
0: Yeah, right. So. And yeah. And you see them just like they can't get past and then they go around and the, the soil is so muddy that the, the horses are stumbling guys are getting just trampled and
1: yeah and and it looked like chris pine at the end of that battle just a, was a mess yeah. right i mean <laughs> yeah just a mess and and it looked and looked very the makeup was really well done because it didn't look like it was braveheart when you saw him william wallace at the end had blood on his face Mm-hmm. And, but he still had his perfect blue face hand makeup. Right, and, right. You know, and his hair was still noticeable in his face. You could see. But Chris Pine was filthy and, yeah. you know, just natural kind of blood and dirt mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. grit. And, and he looked exhausted, tired. And he, several times his movements, like he would drop a sword because his hand was so tired of holding it. And then he would reach down slowly to pick it up to fight the last <laughs> guy. And you're like, they're both yeah. just beat, you know. Yeah which is cool anyway yeah like that show good hey so it's who's turn that was yours your pick yep right yeah good good pick there i, I, I like that one uh so mine this week what do we got so um, what do you got
0: it's we we've got thanksgiving coming up so there's not a not a ton of free time i don't think i'm gonna be able to pull out some yeah some obscure something you know when i'm let's with my let's, family all okay. weekend.
1: that's okay then let's do something small I know the holidays are coming up, and this will be, this will be. We have to start our holiday movie watching later because there's just too many it's long well, movies to watch. So I'll, let's I'll watch. Think, uh, I'll think of watch, something
0: for next week. I got a couple good ideas.
1: Okay, so let's watch something small. Let's watch like a, a show, right? Like a short show. Yeah, that'd be um, good. Okay. Uh, okay, I saw. Um, I saw this thing on Netflix um, called the because Netflix constantly likes to show me things right um yeah. called the Kaminsky effect or no Kaminsky method um it's with Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin okay and just, just those guys are good and Danny DeVito's in it a little bit too
0: okay
1: and it's grumpy old man but not like comedy quite like grumpy old man that's you know these these old guys who are old actors too sure and they're playing old acting people like, uh, Michael Douglas is supposedly a, uh, an acting coach that, you know, was also a famous actor. So he's kind of almost like playing himself.
0: I see. And yeah, Alan yeah, sure.
1: Arkin is a, a talent agent or something. Hmm. So they're, they're in the industry. So it's kind of like watching a show evidently about like the old people, them, you know, which I like these two guys. So I'm look hopefully it'll be good. The, that sounds the trailer looked, looked good for it and got my fingers crossed because i like these i like those actors they're yeah uh, yeah they're sure top, for sure top quality and it's weird seeing you know i remember still like michael douglas being a man and romancing the stone and things like that
0: so
1: <laughs> i love those shows you sure know? And, and now seeing them be old when you watch like ant-man and things like that and alan arkin's alan arkin is really old um yeah so anyway all right cool uh, i'll check that let's, out let's do that one and we can watch a couple episodes of those at least, right? Maybe we'll see sure. what we get.
0: Sure, yeah. What a, how long are they, like half hour? Like 20,
1: 25 minutes, yeah. Yeah, should so. be
0: able to find find a few moments, watch at least three or four of those. Excellent. Um, speaking of Michael Douglas in Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, we've had a topic on here for a week or so. I think, I think you wanted to talk about this, um, what they call de-aging technology
1: oh yeah um marvel has a whole like patent on their de-aging technology that they've been using right um so there's a there's a lot of times where there's a thing called the uncanny valley and mm-hmm. it's when cgi or computer graphics get so close to the real thing but it makes it look worse yeah like it's you can, it's unsettling you can,
0: it's mostly mostly yeah. used in in um video game context because people are yes not everyone but a lot of people are they're always trying to get it more and more real and eventually it gets to like it's not obviously fake but you can still tell that it's fake it's the turing test kind of thing
1: yeah and it's it's it does it makes it like 10 times worse it's creepy yeah right and and i think movies do that a lot too when when they just you, i think i know people liked benjamin button a lot and i thought it was okay but it looked creepy sure how they when when it made it try to look so you know cg'd on his face and i don't know so but recently in the last five ish years or so i think it's mainly been with marvel they've done these um you know de-aging type stuff and it's look it's amazing i think they finally uh Jumped across the Uncanny Valley, and it looks just like normal real stuff. And they a lot of times they're grafting real people's faces onto stuff. Right. Um, I want to say some of the biggest things recently for me have been Peter Cushing in um, Rogue One, which was I think it's Peter Cushing that I'm thinking of. It's the uh, Tarkin. Um, Tarkin, right? Grand Moff Tarkin from in Rogue One. Now he is- was all. He's dead.
0: Right? Yeah that that actor that actor has gone right. So Carrie
1: Fisher in that one too. They made young Princess Leia.
0: Yeah, that's a case where um, Grand Moff Tarkin was believable, and I don't know if that's because you know the character is older and his his movements and things are a little more stiff. He was he had a lot more screen time. You only see um, Leia in that one scene. Mm-hmm. But her, the execution of hers was not that. I I felt like that was right in that uncanny valley. I was like, yeah, she, oh, that she that, a little bit. that looks weird.
1: Right. Um, but he he was pretty good. And then since then, they've done even better things with with Michael Douglas. We we're just talking about mm-hmm. like they de-aged him in Ant Man,
0: right? Like for flashbacks, so like thirty
1: years, and it looked. Phenomenal! I mean, it just looked great, like his young self. Um, upcoming up soon is um, oh, uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and it takes place in the '90s. And mm-hmm. they're using a lot of m- actors that are current, and right. they're de aging them through this stuff. Samuel L. Jackson's going to be in it. and Yeah, you see the trailer, him. He, you can see him.
0: He looks just like he did, like in Pulp Fiction.
1: Yeah, he's just that young Sam Jackson again. And um, then they have also got uh, is Clark Gregg or Greg Clark. It's um, Agent Coulson.
0: Coulson. Yep.
1: And they're de-aging him for that as well. Hmm. So I, I, I guess one, one one thing I wanted to bring up and th- get your thoughts on is, um, especially with the Peter Cushing thing is, uh, I swear, if I'm saying his name wrong, it's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, if I, I don't think it's actually him. But anyway. What do you think about, you don't really need the actors anymore. I mean, you could put somebody's face on someone else for the whole movie. Or you could make a movie with another actor who's passed away. Um, And that's okay? Yes? Uh, Well. How do you feel about that?
0: I mean, that concept is no different from animation. How do you mean? Like you don't need actors actors for something animated. you do still need animators and you need voice actors true um and even you know the the classic example of of that sort of um actor non actor kind of thing these days is andy circus R- true right yes. like they didn't just make Gollum out of CGI. Andy Serkis is Gollum. They just yeah. put the the Gollum that you see is him and his mannerisms, his motions, and th- you just don't actually see him. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. you you know you still need that piece of the talent.
1: True, but but these are like the weirdest part about this is that they're real people, like. Let's just say Carrie Fisher yeah. was in in episode nine and they put not that she is or, or whatever, because she's passed away. Right. But what if they decided because they can now they can literally say, oh, someone passed away. Fine. We just uh, put a different actor in and put that person's face on it. Is that OK? Hmm.
0: You know, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I...
1: like what if they decided to make, um you know, episode six and a half. <laughs> and you find out what Luke and them were gonna do, and they have the actors, and they just de-age them all
0: well, or they they get someone they get someone for episode nine to to play out the end of of Leia's story yeah, um,
1: that's what they do, but then they'll put then they'll put her face on it
0: right right uh, how do you feel about that? I think it depends it depends on the on the case right it depends on the instance like. I don't think, I mean, it's the internet. I'm sure everyone there's someone upset about anything, but I don't think too many people were upset about CGI Tarkin. Um, but more again, again, you know, more people annoyed by CGI Young Leia, um, just because of how it was executed. Um, I don't know that like that that technology like making a person look like another person still feels like it's not quite there like that's another that's another step it's another like um it's another level of difficulty more than making someone look like a younger version of themselves true right because even I mean, in,
1: i'm excited to see the the
0: even the in the Captain de-aging to find that out yeah even in the de-aging thing there's a limit to to what they do or maybe what they can do michael douglas is what like 70 yeah at least and in ant-man they make him look like 50 right right so it's like if you took you know, what, whatever. I was going to say something about Patrick Stewart, but it's literally the same thing. Like you take a 70 year old and make them look like they were 50. Well, yes, they look different now when, then when they were 50, but not that different. You're not making them well, look yeah. 20.
1: Right. But they're, it's so good. Like it, speaking of Patrick Stewart, uh, remember they had that time in, um, X-Men, one of the X-Men movies, one of the, I think it was X three is a terrible movie. But where him and um, Magneto, they showed up back in time, like in the '80s or something, when they met Jean Grey, and they kind of de-aged them through makeup or mm-hmm. something, and it looked like plastic. It looked like those guys were sure. makeuped up. But now it now it doesn't. It looks completely natural. And if you ever get a chance to to go and look at the uh, Marvel has released a uh, you know how they did the de aging thing and like michael douglas doing the acting performance normal and then they put the cgi and layers over you it's like holy cow it's you know 50 years or not 50 years 20 years taken off of a guy it's Mm -hmm. it's phenomenal but so do you what do you think about the okay what do you think about tarkin peter cushing by the way i did look it up it is peter cushing um makes me feel better he uh he's he's been gone and passed for a while now is is that okay like, what if you passed away and they made a movie with you and you're not, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird. I mean, like, should they just I, replace them with new actors like they always do in all throughout history?
0: I don't, I don't think I would mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's film, right? It's entertainment. Like everything that's not a documentary, well, and maybe documentaries too, require a certain level of suspension of disbelief, like that's the whole idea, right? It's fiction. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. imaginary. Whether whether you're imagining that uh, you know, this guy would really fall for this girl when, you know, she gives him an airport confession or if you're believing that uh, Middle Earth is real. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's it's all it's all fake. So it's like you know, they they ask you to believe that this different actor is the same character as a character in a previous movie like uh in bewitched when they recast darren or yeah you know they have this guy with the cgi and you're like well i know it's not that guy because he's been dead 20 years but it doesn't you know it's it's whatever it's it's just a different thing that you have to uh have to you know choose to accept when you're watching a film as far as it's like, a, it's
1: a funny, it's a funny thing about that. I mean, yeah. Like as far as like dead and gone
0: kind of weird. I mean, if it were me, I, you know, if I'm gone, I don't care. Right. I'm gone. <laughs> right. What do I care? Um, and I'm sure that well, it could,
1: it could be cause it could ruin your whole reputation. That's the big thing is that like you spend a lifetime doing your work. And then all of a sudden, I mean, that's the point, I guess of the question here is mm. that you, these people spent their whole life, what if? What if they decided to do a uh, like next in episode nine? Have Obi wan Kenobi come back, and they put um, uh, Alec Guinness the Alec Guinness in it, and maybe they have the rights from his family or something, and they say okay, and he puts his likeness in it. But the thing is that he didn't like Star Wars, and maybe you know if he was alive today, he'd be like, no way, I absolutely don't want to do that.
0: I mean. I mean that's like anything. That's like the, um, the uh, the children of Tolkien and how they interacted with and, and control his his works. Now that he's gone, like you know, enough time goes by and you're you're William Wallace and Mel Gibson is making a movie v- very vaguely, loosely based on your legend, right? Like if yeah. there's somebody around who cares enough to enforce that kind of thing then then it can be done if not it's just it's just time passing like do you, yeah, to I you to you the right. person if you're if you're gone like you know who, who, who you, you don't care right <laughs> like you're gone
1: yeah i guess i mean i guess but that, that's kind of the the mortality of, of us in the world is some some people b- believing that what they do in life echoes in eternity type thing is that you know if sure. if i it's it's kind of like if if i did great things in this world and then um they use they don't just tell a story and have a movie made about me with different actors and stuff they literally take me and put me in those things so the viewer thinks it's actually me that did this terrible thing mm. which is not true it's just a conjecture type thing or the movie that they put me in is terrible and horrible and i have a great legacy of of you know great acting and choosing roles wisely and worked hard my entire career and then 20 years from now they put me in a stupid comedy with adam sandler and <laughs> doing fart jokes and you know and stuff like that and all of a sudden people now look at me in a totally different way than i would want my legacy i guess that's the point is that your sure legacy is, yeah I, I is
0: gone i get what you're saying i think the more um the more maybe troublesome implication of of this technology existing is the 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 capability of doing something like this that's real right like yeah somebody could make a video of trump saying something even more ridiculous than the things he actually says and and you know now it's your word against mine but there's a video like we all saw the video and it looks real yeah. Um
1: I mean, yeah. That that that's a that's a big this, uh, this
0: is a case where and and again, I think the one at least sort of consolation for now is that this is not easy and it's not cheap, you know. These you know, Disney, it's all Disney basically is I'm sure spending a fortune on animators or whatever the title of a person is who's running a computer doing this stuff um i'm sure it all is very expensive um and so you know nobody is at least so far nobody is using it in a in a disrespectful way in in a certain way like you can look at it in a certain way that's like an an actor is a is a professional like they have varying levels of love for the craft but you know, there's yeah. that, that interview with um with Harrison Ford when they did Last Jedi, not Last Jedi, um Force Awakens. And the the he's on a talk show and they said, When you stepped onto that set of the of the Millennium Falcon, did you uh did you get a little nostalgic? Did you get like chills or anything like that? And Harrison Ford said, No, I got paid. And yeah. right. It's it's funny, I think there's a combination of of actual grumpy old man and Harrison Ford putting on the persona of a grumpy old man. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a certain way to look at this, at this CGI thing in saying that you in your profession played a character to a degree that is irreplaceable. And so the only way for the, directors or or whatever that come after you if they want to try and tell more of that story they have to you know do this this thing this cgi thing because they can't you know um that's 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 the only way they can do it because you did that job so well yeah
1: the the here's an example of kind of goes to my point a bit is that uh, maybe it was a couple years ago it was in the news how um it's it's gotten easier to put people's faces on things and look okay namely that uh how to put this delicately um porn people have done it sure where they take celebrities faces and put them on porn actresses Mm -hmm. and and it looks you know i i saw the 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 clips from it and they look completely believable. And it's like, oh man, that's that's scary and terrifying, and like that's what could happen. Is that it, mm-hmm. the technology has gotten so good that you could have someone put on? I mean, this that's an, kind of an extreme, which yeah. I'm sure legal action can be taken. Right. But that's exactly what it's come to these days. Is that our technology has been able that we can just put people on into places that are they're, they're not actually there and they're actually doing and. Um, it's hard to be to believe. It used to be the Uncanny Valley, and now it's getting so close that you know, ooh, you know, yeah. Anyway, I thought little, that was a it's a like, really interesting thing. It's Like a I'm real life sure episode
0: of, of uh, Black Mirror.
1: <laughs> You're exactly like, oh, that stupid show. Uh, <laughs> not
0: that's stupid show, I mean, that's it reminds me of when I was in college. Uh, the big, the big thing was about music piracy, right? Yeah. And you know, Ultimately, and and whatever, artists fairly compensated. All of that stuff is is complicated. But um, what ultimately ended up solving that problem was the, uh, as they say in UX, the right decision became the easy decision. Right? You can yeah. you can live with Pandora, or you can pay for Spotify, or you can buy music on iTunes and Amazon. It's really easy. It's much easier to buy music or, I guess, rent it from Spotify than it is to pirate MP3s and deal with all of that nonsense. Right. But right. I read a, an analogy somebody wrote back in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, and they said the record industry, the RIAA, is like a man walking down Times Square with a big bag of M&Ms over his shoulder, like a big like Santa Claus bag.
1: Mhm.
0: And the the you know Napster or whoever that that developed MP3 technology compression and all of that is like a guy who snuck up behind this guy and and slashed the bag with a knife. <laughs> and and now the and now the record industry is trying to is trying to go around and stop all the people in Times Square from grabbing up these free I mean I don't I don't think you would want to eat M&Ms, M&Ms that were right. off the ground in Times Square. So maybe it' like silver <laughs> dollars or something is a better visual metaphor. But, right, um, right. it's, I only, I only think of that in the sense of like technology moves forward. Like once something like this mm-hmm. is made, you can't, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Like you can't go back. Um, right. And so, you know, there have to be, uh, whatever, like, legislation and, and stuff like that. That's just how it, to, to try and force it into a, to a thing. Yeah. Yeah. To try and, uh. you know, protect people's, you know, it's, that's just, that's just how it goes. You know, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have Photoshop 50 years ago. People had to, like, you know, do stuff in the Lightroom with markers and, and whatever to make, you know, People look different in photos, and now it's super easy. Um, you know,
1: yeah, I saw. I was at a. You um, see magazine covers, and you're
0: like, "Nobody's skin looks like that. What is? The, why did? The, why does she look like a doll?" Oh yeah, I was a few years ago.
1: I was at a Adobe conference in San Diego, mm. and they have these these things there called uh, at their conference called Sneaks, and they're basically sneak peeks of technology that they're working on sure. uh, there, it, which is. One of the coolest things about that convention is the sneaks things. Mm-hmm. And one thing they got up on stage and demoed was um, they're getting Adobe's getting into the audio um, industry really well. I like mm-hmm. their they do. They, they, what they wanted to do is they said they wanted to make Photoshop for for audio, for audio. people. And um, the, the, the thing that they were um, demoing was uh, that you could have um, a book read by anyone you want and they can take a a person's sampling of their voice and then they just have text written and it sounds not like a robot like siri it says it sounds exactly like a person speaking and like that person speaking and they mm. had a couple people come up on stage and say like you know three sentences or something and then they had it read uh an excerpt from tolkien's book and something and it was in their voice once like, once wow. they get
0: all of the all of the sounds they're they're like 50 basic phonetic sounds, but it's probably more complicated than that. And then once they get that basic, uh, f- phenome, f- I think there's an actual word for that. And I'm surprised that I am, Yeah. I I might be completely wrong word, but I have in my mind that the word is something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. then it's, then it's, it was, then it it's was basically untolding. just a, just a Siri or a, or an Alexa voice that can, uh, can say whatever.
1: Yeah, and, and this was it was so natural and lifelike, and how they they were they read the entire paragraph, you know, from Lord of the Rings, you know, that they had different people say, and they're like, it was just blown away, and they also had to address in this their snakes are only like 10, 15 minutes long, mm-hmm. each one, and uh, so they but they made a point to spend five of those fifteen minutes uh, addressing the fact that they, that Adobe is building in security to it so that it has a clear fingerprint. Because yeah. it's a scary thing that they can go and put, like, the president and have him speak over the phone or have words. And you think it's that or you think it's your wife or your husband or whatever that they they are going to make sure that in court you can tell that this is a fake, <laughs> you know, thing. Yeah. Uh, because they, they said, evidently Adobe had problems with that with their Photoshop even, you know, making sure that the Photoshopped became a verb. Right. Um that they had to be able to make sure that there's telltale signs that this was done in our software, and they're doing that Thank with you. the audio things, but anyways it's neat that they' that pretty soon like literally you can have a voice of anyone that you would want and have them be talking to you anything you want to say, which is kind of crazy you know, read books and audio books right. and things like that. You can Morgan Freeman can pass away and we can still have him be reading to us forever <laughs> and narrating. And that's the very truth of it. They would have that's and I'm sure that would that will happen, is that Morgan Freeman will be narrating shows for a long, long time because they will just have his voice,
0: you know, do stuff. You and with Andy Dufresne. You you get busy reading or you get busy dying. Or <laughs> you get busy dying.
1: Right. Oh man. Okay. So hey, let's let's switch gears off of that stuff We're real quick. Got a How's little,
0: that? a little bit of time left. You do you want to talk about Divinity 2 for like? Yeah, yeah I've uh, five or ten minutes. I, I
1: remember I wanted to talk to you about that last time. Yeah, I'll try to cut it short here, um, just because it's something I've been playing. Uh, I played it with the uh, Horalovich brothers, which is a mm-hmm. friend of friends of ours, Pete, uh, Zahn, and Ben. Yep. It's it's a three D isometric role playing game, computer role playing game, turn based, Um, right? No, not really. It's it's combat is turn based, yes, but you run through it and it's and it's real time. Sure,
0: I mean Um, turn based combat, like that's
1: turn based combat. Yeah, yeah, Uh, like D and D. It's just it is. It's like the old um, Baldur's Gate. People can look these up. Baldur's Gate games. Uh, ice dale so you can you can play these games and uh know what they're like it's new with neater modern technology and stuff but the, the neat thing about it is that you can play it multiplayer it's one of the first in any of these games i've seen and um you can drop in and drop out i i did the other night as a matter of fact i couldn't play the whole time mm-hmm. so i um i i dropped out of the game and the the uh npc or sorry uh the host now controlled my character as well, which happened to be on
0: Oh, I see. Um, so do you have levels?
1: Yeah, you have. But it, like I said, it's still but if he, playing. If, if so your I character
0: goes into past, interesting.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm just basically, it changes ownership from me to him. So I don't own the character. It's kind of like the character is, it's part the game
0: save. Part of the party. Is what it, it. it is.
1: Yeah, it's part of the. I can't play that. I can't export that character and play hmm. it somewhere else or level it up or anything like that. It's played with. That it's part. kind of like when you guys um, were
0: playing D anD D, uh, and Aaron would be in Greenland or whatever, and somebody would play the character.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. So it's it's really it's really cool that way because a multiplayer, you know, real time RPG, not real time, but turn based RPG, mm-hmm. um, and then combat's really kind of cool too. Is that because we're all controlling our own characters, we can run all over the map separately, you know? Um, But what if somebody gets into a combat and it goes into a turn-based thing and the other person is across the world, do they pause? It doesn't. It's like I can be running around around town and then as soon as I get within a certain radius of the combat, I roll into initiative order and now I'm in a turn-based kind of type Hmm. thing. So it's really crazy. And, really seamless and works really well um and when someone's in a in a character dialogue you can see them standing next to it and they'll have like a little speech bubbles above their head Mm -hmm. and you can and you can click on them and listen in on their conversation type stuff um or if if you're across the world you can even do it you can see on their little portrait that they've got a little speech bubble and i can click it and listen to what they're saying um which is kind of cool and interesting but yeah i i like it a whole lot and it's got um character builds and i think i mean i think you'd like it the more i start playing it the more i think you'd like it because it has like talent trees and spells and you can yeah you'd make your own character. you told
0: me that you were you were playing a game solo and i was bored the other day i got on steam again and looked it's back up to full price and i was like oh, i know it was on sale oh. like two weeks ago um darn yeah but it's hey speak. it's sale price was still like 30 bucks and because i was trying to maybe play with my brothers i couldn't get Enough of a commitment from any of them to, uh, to bite the bullet on that. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah, we 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 did that because it's our like Sunday night game group, right? The, our vi- video game. Yeah, group. I've been yeah. trying to get
0: something similar yeah. going with my brothers, but it's uh, it's difficult.
1: Yeah, so we we decided like let's all just bite the bullet and do it on mm-hmm, this one. And mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because it's an RPG, and those games are, you know, those games are long. Like computer RPGs or video game RPGs <laughs> right. are. Are pretty long. They're like you're talking about 60 to 80 hours of gameplay just playing the stories on these games, and and for us, we take forever when you're playing multiplayer stuff. So we're we're going to take six thousand hours to play this game. I don't even know how well will (laughs) ever. Um, it's it's so it's so slow because you know if you're playing a role playing game singular singularly, you can decide that you're going to walk into town, you're going to sell things, and you're going to do this quest, you're going to do this quest. But in multiplayer, everyone's doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and they're all going everywhere, and you don't really have a focused vision. Um, so it kind of slows things down. And then, and then you have to have – instead of walking in and realizing that I'm going to go get – I want to go buy that Necromancer book for my character in the party, you know, now it's like uh, do I – you know, I have to make that decision for Ben or for – I don't make that decision, but we have to group decision everything. Mm. Um, So multiplayer is fun and it's good, but it's a lot more than just, you know, playing a game. Right. Uh, And wow, you can just, you run around autonomously and you're not doing the same quests and it makes it kind of cold and distant. Yeah. But this is a true like story driven type, you know, game. So having your buddy run off and deciding he's going to like shank and kill a, a vendor has real effects yeah in wow you just the vendor comes back after five minutes you know in, in this game the vendor not just dies and you can no longer buy fire spells from him anymore you it's uh um it's you know the the game changes because now the guards are all attacking you and um which is it's kind of cool it's very cool and yeah. it takes a lot of different a little, kind of little more
0: real it, it kind of reminds me of um today i was looking around at deals and stuff and uh i looked up uh fallout 76 um which is yeah we, i think is we got to talk about i think that. is out now and the amazon reviews are like it's like at 2 stars maybe
1: 2.5 oh is it oh because, that's not good okay. and
0: and i was like i was like let me see what these one star reviews look like and some are just like somebody had connection issues right and they're like oh, they're like, that's oh, that's oh, like if good. this that was is... still a single player game we, we, this wouldn't matter and i'm like oh man it's the diablo 3 launch all over again People yeah. are like, if this was single player like Diablo two, it wouldn't matter if the servers went down. And I'm like, oh, okay, but it's 2012 yeah. or whatever. Like, this yeah. is this is how things work. And uh, you know, it's that kind of fans, ga- so I, gamer gamer fans actually- are terrible. But it's the you know the game is is even more than even more than this game sounds like because it sounds like this game is fairly playable single player. Um, in fallout 76 like you can play solo but you're really missing out on most of the experience which i can see if people coming from any of the previous three or four games since fallout 3 um and even fallout 1 and 2 were a little bit sounds like what what divinity 2 is like it's kind of isometric uh turn-based combat i mean it was real-time running but when you aggroed something it would freeze um and like this, like very social game is a very different thing than uh, than those old games. So, yeah.
1: How how does I I am I am surprised that you have been. Uh, recently, really pushing for me to get a switch. I <laughs> you, I am really surprised you, that you, you haven't been pushing me to get this game. You, like, why 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 aren't you pushing me
0: for this? You've one? been talking about buying a switch, and so I've just been sharing deals with you as I find them.
1: <laughs> right. Well. Well. I, seriously, though, this this one I'm surprised that like I know you. This is also one that you've kind of been talking about. Uh, you know, doing or, or wondering about being a part it's, of.
0: It's um I. I'm actually not sure if it's completely out yet. It might be. I I'm hesitant enough about it because of this multiplayer thing. Like, if I don't have a group to play it with, I definitely don't want to drop sixty dollars on it. Um, yeah. It's also so far only out on the consoles, I believe, and it's a a, a shooter like this. I would prefer to play on PC.
1: No, um, oh, I like them on. You know I like my shooters on. I was gonna, I was gonna think like if I if I get this I was gonna ask you would you want to get it on PC or like PlayStation? But then I was thinking, oh man, he's gonna want it on PC. Well, but and I, and, I can stream it on my Steam Link and use my controller. Yeah, keyboard, if so. if
0: I play with my brothers, it's gotta be PC because they're filthy Xbox uh, uh, <laughs> people, Halo people. Though I think Andrew's gonna be looking for a PS4 this uh, this time around because they've got. I was- Two hundred dollars, man. Um, hey, he wants to of play Brad Dead Two, and it's it's exclusive, I
1: think, to PS 4 Man, I've heard it. Oh, yeah, it's totally exclusive. I, I've heard nothing but great things about that. Yeah, game, I put that. So. I
0: put that on my wish list for whoever. We're still yeah, so, doing so. So speaking gift of things. your wish
1: list and the things that we're saying here, um, you got any Black Friday deals that you're like must have want to do here coming up? Like you gotta gotta do. Have you had a chance? I think tomorrow's gonna, tomorrow Wednesday might be my day to sit down to, and
0: to really to really kick it off make a list um yeah i n- nothing as far as deals i think i've landed on what what laptop i want to get if i don't see anything better um it's a it's a 15 inch razor uh they call it the razor blade which is kind of annoying but um it's unibody aluminum like a macbook is I like the slightly older MacBooks, um, which I like, like there are so many gaming laptops that look terrible. Like they look plasticky and cheap Uh, and all that, like most windows laptops, um, which is its own whole thing. But, um, yeah, I'm looking at that. It's, uh, it's cool looking, but I don't know. And I don't think it'll be heavily discounted. So I'll see what's, what's around Um, as far as specific deals, I don't know. My sister was asking me about GameStop stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you sent
1: me a good link for that today. I think I'm, I I was going to pull trigger on that. And then the stupid online store credit card thing on the phone didn't work. So I, it's,
0: yeah, it's really just going to depend on what pops up on like, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Um, I transitioned from primarily getting deals at the store, like dealing with the Best Buy mob for the sake of like a $300 computer and a couple stacks of free after rebate dvd or something. Mm-hmm. Transitioned from that to like doing Amazon Lightning deals because they were better and I could stay home. Um, yeah. To where in in the intervening like... Five, six, seven, you know, since like two, three years ago, I'm like, even those lightning deals are like just the same, all the same stuff. It's a lot of stuff I don't care about, jewelry and and whatever that I can't even tell whether it's a good deal, even if I did want to buy any of that stuff. Um, Where the, the deals kind of get worse and worse every year. It's like, you know, one-off <laughs> SKUs, yeah. you know, TVs that they never sell any other times. So you're like, yes, this is a 50-inch. 4k tv but it's a model number you've never never heard of before so you can't get reviews for it or anything Um, right it's i mean not that that's really new those two three hundred dollar computers we got at best buy 10 20 years ago were garbage then like and we sort of knew that but it was like it's a whole computer for 200 dollars, and chromebooks aren't a thing yet (laughs) like yes Yes, it has a garbage power supply that's going to die in a year but for now it'll work um, yeah. But the kind of stuff that I'm looking at, you know, like I want to get uh, a new keyboard. Um, I think I'm just going to stick with Razer keyboard. Um, I don't love the Corsair enough to justify the increase in price. Um, And, you know, I'm looking at a laptop. I'm looking at a switch like none of that stuff is is discounted enough that I'm, you know, going to be crazy Black Friday stuff. Now we'll see in the next three, four days what pops up it'll probably be small stuff or a couple big things that um you know nobody is gonna buy me as a gift or whatever not that i think <laughs> yeah, i think within the next two years we're gonna we're gonna phase out the 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 gift giving between the adult children and my family because it's kind of ridiculous like we all have jobs and things now like i don't i don't need anybody to buy yeah. me a video game or a new spatula or anything like that like
1: <laughs> right, right we uh I, I'm, i'll am be doing the same i i buy almost the same stuff every year i, I it's movies and video games mm-hmm. uh, with maybe a uh, a single big ticket item if i can find something you know or if i my, i don't have a need for a lot of things but um you know it, it's always a great time to buy tv if
0: you want to buy a tv yeah i got a tv um, last year so that's not on my
1: yeah, exactly. Once you have that, you don't, know, don't, and I don't necessarily need one. Uh, but I, I consider, I wouldn't mind if I was at Best Buy and they had like, or somewhere and had like a projector that was on sale. Mm. I could probably jump, you know, I probably jump on a projector. Um, and I'm, and I, I'm started to look at like, I'm thinking about buying a monitor. I, I don't have a specific pl- one that I've looked at, but I think I'm going to keep my eyes open for a new computer monitor, mm. um, and see, see what I can find on those. I'm, you know, we'll, if you hear any computer monitor deals, let me know. Okay,
0: I'll, yeah, I think Andrew's looking for one of those too. I got, I got mine in an off, like just a random New Egg sale. It's a ultra wide, gigantic thing, but yeah. All right,
1: well, yeah, the, uh, if I, if so, I see so that's good. Like and that I'm going to get it. like cheap movies and cheap video games. Sure. And and you know, I do buy a lot of my video games. I do buy at Black Friday. I, I stop, you know, because they'll they'll sell a ton of games, and I'll buy. Five or six video games, like PlayStation console games, and and they will last me through a long time because I don't get as much time as I used to play with. You know, I mean, yeah, buying a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, which is like ten bucks now, <laughs> it's a fantastic game that can last me forty hours, and I don't have forty hours to play a lot. Right, um, right, yeah. So I that, you know that could last. Me I bought games
0: more. last year, which was a different. I mean, I bought the PS4, so I bought um, Shadow War and uncharted something and elder scrolls online actually um yeah right played those a lot the first half of the year and then uh not so much well it was like june when i resubscribed wow and then i basically didn't touch the playstation at all i mean i got persona and i played that for a while though andrew took over for me (laughs) he decided he that's gonna be his game yeah he wanted to he wanted to burn through that so that he could get i don't know whatever is next in the game like you like spider-man or something yeah right all right man okay i think that's Whew. i think that's good we that
1: was good yeah i got lot, lots to we finally got a couple topics that i've been waiting to get yeah, through. Cross, but cross uh, off
0: the list here so
1: well i hope i hope you have a good uh thanksgiving this 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 year It'll be a fun trip drive safe yeah i think get around the world i think
0: i'm gonna there was some discussion of whether or not we were all riding together or driving separate and i I like to drive separate so that I can be more less restricted. Um yep. but I also don't love driving. <laughs> and so I'm like yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I could just ride along and then that means I won't be stopping for the night in Bloomington either either direction. But um
1: uh, sad face.
0: I'll I'll be down in uh in January, I think, when Fox comes down. That probably be my next my next stop unless yeah. unless december something really amazing is going on down there that's that's worth a drive but it uh, seems it's life it's
1: life. always there's always good uh good stuff to happen here <laughs> so always
0: worth right, it right 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 okay uh all things you've been listening to the front porches this is episode 65 Five. 65 yeah um if you go to our website front porch podcast uh, we've got contact forms there. Man, it, it's so late. The, the, the <laughs> we've, this is the latest we've ever recorded. Uh, if you have questions or comments, topic ideas, uh, weekly challenge ideas, starting in – we've we've got some exciting news after the new year. We're going to change up the format of our uh, of our weekly challenge, so stay tuned for that. We're going to want mm-hmm. some some listener participation in that. Yep. Uh, you can email us frontporchpod at gmail.com. Uh, special thanks to geek scholars movie news their movie news podcast check them out they're awesome uh if you like role playing or role playing games or star trek uh you can check out our other show klingonsanddragons.com we're actually a little behind in the latest episode that's my bad it's busy around here with the holidays <laughs> and, I, and i've got valuable video game time i got to got to get, fi- get some time fi- in right i got to i got to fix up my factory in Factorio. um what else didn't i say if you enjoy the show you can subscribe on apple podcasts and while you're there if you leave us a review we appreciate that that'd be awesome uh thanks as always for listening and until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch night everybody good night guys